This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Get 10% off your first month when you sign up and use promo code BYM10 or visit betterhelp.com forward slash BYM10. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com forward slash BYM10. I am joined by Moses Avant, uh, old old time friend, long ago. Yeah, uh, but he is the owner and founder of mm-hmm. Dirty Texas Floor Care LLC, based out of Fishers, Indiana. And he is joining This yep. Is Your Mind today to kind of t- talk to us about his journey, his story, and all all the ups and downs in between. Welcome to the show. Yep, I appreciate you having me, man. Of course, of course. So we're gonna get right into it, man. So look, floor dirt detectors, man. That that's a very <laughs> I, I I need to hear the beginning of this story. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like it's funny. Yeah, I just want yeah. like the beginning of this story. Like, where did you come up with the idea? Like, what was it rooted from? You yeah. know, what I, mean? I I don't enjoy vacuuming, so I'm I'm just curious <laughs> how yeah. I mean, you started a whole company. You know, yeah. we're the same yeah. age. And you started a whole mm-hmm. company cleaning and stuff like that. I mean, that that's, yep. uh, I want to hear the beginning of that story because yeah, that, that's yeah. got to be interesting. But man, so how I chose carpet cleaning. So honestly, I was working, I was working a job, corporate America. I was doing pretty good for myself. Uh, younger, didn't have any kids, I wasn't married. So I was in a really a, a mindset of really saving money, trying to figure out what's my next move. So I started with thinking like cleaning. I wanted to, I don't, I don't like cleaning personally, like cleaning around a house. It's not right, my thing. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not about to go out here and like clean nobody's house. I'm just not doing <laughs> it. But I was, so I'm like, what's the next thing that's close to it where it could be very lucrative. There's a lot of options. Um, every house has a floor, you know, and it's machines basically doing the work for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And I need to find something that um, the startup cost was my thing. So I'm like, what What can I, how much money can I save for the startup cost? And can I do it? And can I make my money back? And what can it do for me each year? So, man, I, I really, I fell into it. I had never cleaned no carpet ever in my life. But <laughs> wow. I was looking at the numbers. You know, I was just doing a research and looking at the numbers of carpet cleaners, like all the competition in my area, seeing how much money all these people were making and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm just going to try to carpet clean it, man. Okay. So I needed to be able to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's people ask me that all the time. I'm like, it's not glamorous, but what it does, how I can scale it and what I'm trying to get it to go to is really that's what my goal. I'm trying to lead into a whole new business. So okay. I started with this business to learn the basics. But yeah, man, it's um, I didn't know how to do anything, bro. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to try carpet cleaning. It, it seems like it's doable. It's something that I can learn. Right. I didn't know anybody that did it before. But I just did it. Uh, I used the technology, man. I hopped on YouTube. I was looking at other carpet cleaners, learning. And I, I'm a studier and a researcher. So I'll, I'll study something for years before I even do it. Wow. Okay. So I was looking and kind of watching it for a long time. So I just started slowly buying equipment, man. And I'm like, this carpet cleaner is going to be the thing. But I knew I could do more. So that's why I didn't name it Dirt Detectives Carpet Cleaning. I named floor clear, floor care so I can do carpet cleaning. I can do any floor, bro. Concrete, vinyl. Oh, wow. Yeah. The stripping wax, your your marble, your any any surface, any upholstery, draperies, like anything. So I didn't want to say carpet cleaning because I felt that that got me stuck with that. But I go in people's yeah. house, yeah, I, I pretty much can do any surface that they have. So that's why I named it floor care for the carpet cleaning. So yeah, man, that's how I got into it, man. Just really thinking like, what can I really, what can I do? What can I teach myself? How can, what's the learning curve? And most importantly, the cost to start it. Okay. Because I'm all about the, the cost, trying to figure that part out. It seems like you, you know, you had a very, very business mindset going into it. Yeah. So where, where did mm-hmm. you take that back to? When did that start? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, man, um, it started, and I never realized it. It's like sometimes you don't realize where where things like start. Right. So right. it really started back in college, bro. Because um, as a kid, so as a kid, my dad would take me to cut lawn. Okay. I didn't really realize I was developing it back then. So um, honestly, so uh, 2300 Jackson Street, where Michael Jackson used to live, I used to cut that lawn. 
the one next to it, the one next to it, skip that house and the one next to that one. Oh, wow. Every two wow. weeks. Yeah, so I would cut all those lines every two weeks. And he would he would make me do it. I was a kid. You know, I didn't, I didn't I wanted to play games. I didn't want to go do it, but I would do all those lines. <laughs> Clockwork every Saturday. So, I mean, low-key, that was my little business. I had a little lawnmower or whatever. Okay. And then my pops would, uh, he was a construction worker. So he would take me to all these different side jobs that he would do. Mm-hmm. And I would always think, like, you already got a job. Like, why are you, you know, why are you doing extra stuff? I never understood until I was on the dope. He just had a lot of drive, man, just to to make more money on the side. And he did pretty well at the construction company, honestly. Okay. But I was just, I, I was seeing that. And as a kid, it wasn't registering to me that, you know, what he was doing. Like, he was just hustling on the side so he can provide more for his family or, sure. you know, maybe have extra savings and stuff like that. But as an adult, I didn't, I didn't realize it. I mean, I, as a kid, I didn't realize it. As an adult is when it hit me, like, what he was doing. Yeah. yeah and when I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to, I need to do more, you know, so. That's what really pushed me to start doing more. So um, I started getting into business and doing all kinds of things, trying to make more money. So all of that was kind of grooming me. But once I got to college, man, I think all that really came together because me and my buddies, we were doing music. Okay. And and that's what really kind of lit the fire because we, I mean, in college, you don't have any money. No, you're you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're super broke, bro. So luckily the school gave me a computer. Oh, nice. Um, I looked up on the on the CD uh, for this record studio program. Um, we made a little booth in the closet. Wow. And that's when it really sparked because we were like, we didn't have any money, anybody to help us. And we just had to do it all, do it all ourselves. So it really started back then, really doing that. And we had, man, we had CD, we had like three albums we dropped, bro. It was wild. So <laughs> that's what really got us going. And all the people that was in that group, they all got their own business to this, to this day. Wow. So that's where, that's where it really started for all of us. But um, one, once I started working and, and uh, really seeing how the corporate environment was, it really pushed me to, to, to start really wanting to do it. Because I had to understand where I wanted to be long term. Right. And I didn't want to be in my corporate environment that I was at long term. So that's what really made me go harder to try to, to, try to get out there. You went to IEP, right? You got your degree. And mm-hmm. you decided you went to corporate America, you know, got your job. Out yeah, there. I went right in there. Um, yeah, man. I, nice. Within two months, within two months of, of graduating, I was right in the door. Well, yeah. that's, so that's pretty good because honestly, a lot of people's story, mine specifically, was not like that. I, I had a hard time finding work, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, t- t- honestly, typically it's like that. Typically it's definitely like that. And I, I, locked, I lucked up, bro. I really did. Okay. You also have a real estate investment company. Yeah. So which one came first? So the the, the carpet cleaning came first. So actually, I actually started them both in 2013. So uh, when I was working in corporate America, I said, by the time I turned 30, I got to start doing some, some I got to first of all, be saving in my 20s. And by the time I turned 30, I want to actually start investing the money and making the money work for me. Right. So, yep, I was 30. Uh, it was 2013 and I, in March, actually March. Of, so this is my 10 year anniversary this month for Dirt oh, wow. Detectives. Okay. So I started it, uh, Dirt Detectives first. I got that going. Now, mind you, I was still working in corporate America okay. when I started it yeah. because I'm a, you know, I, I know my risk level. So. Yeah, no, definitely. That's always, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always, the you got to understand yourself and you know, what you, what you got going on. So I started while I was there and then for real estate, I actually started in December that same year. Okay. Because I had opportunities to pop up for real estate. So same year, started both of them, man. But um, real estate, just like you said, my dad was a construction worker. So just I'm I'm handy, to be honest with you. So uh, it's really like it's second nature for me to be able to go out and flip a house or do a lot of that work. And I chose real estate because it's definitely lucrative. Um, I do. I've done flips, but I like rentals because yeah. I like the passive income. I like doing the work and just letting the money come in. But uh, being able to hop into that was really my ultimate goal to be able to have that. So I can balance both of them um, simply because once I get the rental, I get the work done and it's just, it's just doing its thing by right. itself. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not having to do anything. And the dirt detective size, it keeps me active because I wanted a business where I could be active. Because when I was in corporate America, man, I was sitting down. <laughs> I was sitting down every day, bro. <laughs> you got bored. Eight, eight, 10 hours a day. I was getting chunky. Oh, bro, man. I was yep. eating terrible. Yep. Yep. 
it was it was it was a uh, it was rough, man. So I said, whatever I choose, I want to be able to be active in it and physical, so I can at least try to fight, you know, all the stuff that happens when you get older. Sure. So that's another reason why I chose the floor care. Mm-hmm. You had this plan. I just want to talk mm-hmm. about that because that that was really impressive. At what age did you come up with the plan? Like by thirty, I need to do this. So age, all right. So I started in corporate America. I was twenty three when I started, and then. Man, within a bro, within a couple of years, <laughs> I was looking around because I'm I'm real observant. So I'm looking at the people. I was talking to people that have been there for 20 or 30 years, mm. and I'm asking them about their life, you know, how everything's been, and they and they telling me things, and you know, they were still saving money for certain things. I'm like, you've been here 30 years, and they pay great. Like, why why are you still in this situation? I was like, how can you be here 30 years and they making great money and yeah. still be in certain situations? So. Um, Man, by the time I was 26, uh-huh. <laughs> it took me three years. By the time I was 26, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I can't do this long term is what I meant, right? right, right. So I was, bro, I was 26. I'm like, I'm about to save all my money. I'm about to pay all of my debts. I'm about to get rid of all my credit cards. I'm about to pay all my student loans. Um, I had a car payment at that moment because I thought I was the man. I had a decent car. I got rid of that car. I gave that car to my mama because she needed a car. Paid it off. And then I just went bare bones. I went bare bones at 26. Wow. And then I said, I got four years. So I'm going to give myself four years to save all the money I can and get rid of everything. And I'm going to start clean. I'm going to start fresh uh, by the age of 30. So, of course, that's easier to do because I was younger, didn't have any kids. Yeah. yeah. I got rid of that car payment. I just had uh, an apartment. I had apartments. It's really the only thing I had to pay for, man. And I was making decent money. So, I really started fresh. I got rid of, bro, when I say I got rid of everything, all debt, gone. Wow. Everything. Wow. Absolutely. Absolute, even student loans, I get rid of everything, bro. Because yeah. I said, by the time I turn 30, I need to have money saved so I can invest and start something on my own and be able to do it without stressing about the bills that I have. Wow. Because to be honest with you, I'm, I'm the finance guy first. Like, I'm there all about is. finance. That's why, yeah. <laughs> there it is, right there. To be honest, yeah. So that's 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 what it is. And I tell people I'm a, I'm a better investor than I am businessman. But at the end, at the the root of it, I'm finance. That's just what it is. Okay. So I can do the numbers for days, bro. I was I was 23. I had spreadsheets. I had a spreadsheet with a seven year plan on it. Wow. <laughs> and it had num- it had numbers down to the dollar of what my salary was. You know, after taxes, what needs to go where every paycheck i was looking at it and i was trying to beat it you know what i'm saying i was trying to i'm trying to uh accelerate it to be able to do it faster and then i was doing all of that doing all that and then i met those goals by the time i was 30. and then i was like all right i'm gonna go ahead start dirt detectives spend the money buy all that get it going you know what i'm saying get jobs get that going and then when i see opportunities for a house my credit was on point because i had all get rid of all my debt i was paying everything on point and then I came across a short sale. I was doing them both. I was wow. doing them both at the same time. But all this happened at a young age, man, because I'm a person, like with my personality, I know what I don't like. Okay. And if you don't know what you don't like, you just end up doing stuff your whole life and, and just trying to figure it out. I knew that I didn't like the idea of me having to work with this company for 30 or 40 years. I just knew I didn't. Yeah. I knew I didn't like the idea of having to uh, navigate that corporate ladder because it's very confusing, bro. It's very yeah, strange. Of which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what you what you have to do. And I was working in HR, so I I, I saw all the mess. So yeah, I'm like, sure. yeah, I'm like, man, I've seen enough. This is it's too much. And I was like, a brother like me can't survive here. I knew I wouldn't be able to survive. Honestly, I would I could do it, but I would be stressed out super bad if I stuck around and did that for thirty years. So I said, I got to get out, man. So my way out was investing uh, with the carpet cleaning company and start real estate, bro, and just get rid of all my debts to the point where I was like, well, none of this work. At least I ain't got a mountain of visuals. You know? So you were debt-free by the time you were 30. You were, you were in the process yep. of getting rid of that debt starting at age 26. So you saw yep. like you saw this, and it's like, here's mm-hmm. my plan. I mean, you obviously were making pretty good money um, yep. in college. You had no you know major, no heavy obligations in the the ones yep. you had, you got rid of because mm-hmm. you're like, hey, look, I can go down to next to nothing and yep. 
survive. I, I can just go into survival mode and be fine and then put Maybe all my energy. Wow, man, to see that 26. Yep. That's crazy because yep. I, I was married with a kid on the way by the time I was 26, you know? Yeah. And so that, <laughs> yeah. that was obviously uh-huh. a very different yep. path than what mm-hmm. I've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's admirable for real because it's like 26 years old in this game. You just came to this conclusion. Like, yeah. let, let me just get rid of all these these worldly things. I don't need any of it. Like, yeah. I need a roof yeah, on my because I was. That, that's all. That's what I came to. I didn't have nothing strapping. So like the, the Chargers just came out. I, yeah. I bought a, a Dodge Charger. It was hot stuff when they first came out. Right, right. So I ended up buying one of those. And bro, for some reason, it just hit me all at once. Like, what am I doing? Like, why do I even have this? <laughs> and because it, it's just a car. All I, I was just going to work, bro. I was just going to work. I wasn't doing anything else. I'm like, I don't need this. I got rid of everything, bare bones, to the point where. I could save 75% of my paycheck. Dang. Wow. 75. Yep. Yep. I got it. I got it way down, like way down to, to a T where I knew 75% I was never even touching. It was going wow. straight to the bank. Never yes. touched it. It was just staying. That's a good and I was doing that for years and years and years. And the whole, the goal was to do that for years, but, but keep grow, growing in the corporate uh, area. Yeah. So I was doing that and I became a specialist and then I became a supervisor and then I kept going up with well, a salary kept going up, but my, my uh, expenses never changed. Yeah, I was still living like I was making $40,000 or something. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So now that 75 that I'm saving is giant and it's just going over there and I'm still living the exact same. I'm not buying no cars. I'm not buying nothing crazy. The only thing I'm doing is investing in dirt protectors and buying houses okay. and putting money into the houses. You're, Putting away money, you know, you're 30 yep. years old. You're freshly 30 years mm-hmm. old at this point. Yep. And you start your dirt detectives in March of 2013. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it, by your birthday of that same year, you started uh, real estate investing. In real estate. And you bought your first yep. property or like what, what, did that, what did that start with? You yeah. So uh, that December, so I was always looking it's cold because okay. when it's cold in Price Indiana, yeah, prices go down and people don't be looking because it's cold. So I just I ran across one not too far from my house. It was a short sale. And with a short sale, you can submit an offer, but they got to send it to the bank and you got to wait forever for them to say yes or no. And honestly, bro, <clears throat> I submitted an offer. I didn't think they were going to accept it because I didn't hear back for two months. Oh, wow. So I submitted wow. in December and then they didn't get back to me in fe- to February. So I just forgot about it. I was like, well, they must not accept my offer. Bro, they came back and I'm like, oh, shoot. So that was my introduction to getting into real estate. So it was, that was my first flip, man. And anytime you do your first flip, you really don't know what you're doing, to be honest with yeah, you, bro, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like with anything <laughs> else, especially being out on people around you, it's like I'm handy. But when I did that first one, it did well. But now that I, when I do them now, I'm like, oh, man, I ain't do that good. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you just know different things. For sure. Yeah, you look back at it, you know different things, man. So I had, it, it was good, man. I had challenges with that one because when I when I first bought that one with my job, I was in Europe a lot, all the time. Oh, wow. Because yeah. my company is, is, is Swiss-based. Okay. So I was in Switzerland all the time for a month at a time, Budapest, Germany, just gone all the time. So I'm trying to flip this house and they sending me over there all the time. Like It's like, I can't complain because it was a good experience. But they didn't know I was trying to get to my money. I was trying right. to get to my businesses. It's interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're gone a month at a time, that's even less money that you have to spend. That That's beautiful. Exactly. That's even less money you have to spend. And it and it, and it, it helped me because with those kind of come to get your card, get your credit card. Mm-hmm. And for I ain't spending nothing for a month, bro. So it's just helping my bank account. Right. Swiping everything. I'm not spending a dime. So it was good from that perspective. But for me, being away from my projects and trying to go to, to grow the business, it was difficult. Right. Yeah. Right. How long? So, how long did it take before you got? You know, you you still worked your job. You still had your day job. <clears throat> mm-hmm. How long did it take yep. to get that first customer, that first client, if you will, uh, <laughs> for the dirt detectives? Because that's that's always yeah, a big yeah. part of anybody starting business getting that first one. Yeah, my first, so my first one was somebody that I knew. I don't count that one. I still got that first check. 
But my first one from a person that I didn't know that actually found me like online, uh-huh. man, it took like it took like two months for for the person to find me. It was my first job, me being out by myself, and I called in sick because it was during uh, work hours. So I called in sick. I'm like, man, I'm about, I'm about to do this. I'm gonna go figure this out. I gotta see how it is. I gotta see if I got it. I gotta see if I got what it takes, man. So I had all my equipment. I went and did that job, pretending to be sick at work. They don't know that. And, and I went and did that job. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm long gone from there. Yeah, but yeah, they, 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 they know I am now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, when I did it, bro, and I'm like, I got to figure out a way to learn it. You know, if it, if it make, means I got to take some days off, I'm going to do it. Because at the end of the day, it's for me. Right. And I got to make sure I take care of what's going to be for me because that company going to be there regardless, you know, when I leave. So, yeah, uh, it took me a couple months, man. And then things start picking up. I have slow times, fast times because I was still working. I didn't have employees at that moment. And um, so I was just being careful with it. But, yeah, it it didn't take too long, man. It didn't. So now it's funny. You had said your first your first customer was a friend's my new. He said, oh, I don't count. Mm -hmm. But that's sometimes important, man, because especially in the community, the black community. Mm-hmm. getting people we know for our businesses it's hard like it's it's it is. hard they're like i don't know he's like man you know me he's like well i don't know about you in this business <laughs> like they're, they're all suspect like wait a minute yeah you know me for that's true years. bro you know me for that's 20 true. years yeah. you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and I'm like, like that, I'm like, yeah. me, me, you're not sure. Or, or they're like, or, or my favorite. They're like, oh, yeah, I got you, I got you. And then just never come through. And stuff like nope. that, man. It's just like, we just yep. default to that. Like, it, it is something that it's changing. I admit that, you know, mm-hmm. black businesses have gotten onto this. Uh, we, we finally started looking at ourselves like, hey, we yeah. need to support our own, man. Because ain't nobody else out here trying to support us. You know, we, we got to. We gotta go take that bag because no one's giving it mm-hmm. to us. Nobody's giving it to us. Yeah. And absolutely, you know, we have a ways to go, mm-hmm. but we are getting better. But yeah, I wouldn't dismiss that first one, man. The first one that you know, because yeah. simply because like yeah. someone said, you know what, Moses, I believe in what you got, and even if mm-hmm. they do treat it like, oh, I'm doing you a favor, it doesn't even matter, man. You you just like I'm yeah. gonna do this thing, favor or not, it doesn't even yeah. matter. I'm gonna do this for you. Mm-hmm. You can pay yep. me a check. I got that check. Mm-hmm. Did you frame it? I'm just yep. Sure. You framed it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's upstairs in the office. There you go. Right. There you go. My first? Yeah, it was just $125, but it was, hey, I was so excited. Uh, yo. It had the name on it. Yeah, I still got the first check from the slip. I, still, I got them all, man, because so you got to look back at where you started, man. So Absolutely. I got them all framed up. That's what's up. And then it took mm-hmm. you two months. Yep. So, so you used the first client to build your portfolio, to build, put your pictures on yep. there, things like that. Yeah. the second client. Yep. So how did that second client go two months later? I mean, like they just found you yeah. online and it's based on what? Like they just Yeah, man. It's just it's online presence, honestly. So really Google. <clears throat> and I've never really I've never paid for like big time Google ads. Like I've never paid like a lot of money. Um, a lot my stuff grew organically. So people ask me about my business. I tell them I kind of grew it kind of like an old fashioned way. Okay. Like I didn't throw five thousand at Google and, and just got a flood of calls. So I worked it slowly, strategically, because I was still, you know, working at Roche. So I worked it slowly, and I, I get a lot of word of mouth. So I had did a great job, and people give me Google reviews, post pictures, you know, saying tell their friends and things like that. So the next calls would be from people that knew the work that I did. Okay. So that kept going and going and going and growing. So most of what I get today is honestly strict, strictly from Google and word of mouth, and I still don't advertise heavy because I got. Like I got like eighty some reviews, but they all five stars, and that's because of the, the type of work that I do. And when I say it's old fashioned, because I don't treat people like numbers, man. Right. We got carpet cleaners out here that be trying to do ten, ten in a day, and if you're doing ten in a day, you 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 rushing them, you doing all this, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing it old fashioned. I'm talking to the customers, you know, and they loving it, bro. It's just real old fashioned, regular stuff, and I teach everybody that work with me that same thing. Right. You know, and people can feel that when you're trying to rush it's through their house. It makes a difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference, man. So people love it, man. And it's just always oh, really organic, bro. It's real organic. And I really, really like that because to actually to a point, I can control the amount of flow that comes in the dirt detectors. Okay. I can tr- control the amount of calls that come in. If I want it to go crazy, I can up my ass and it'll go crazy. But <clears throat> I have seasons. So since I do real estate too, like when it gets cold here, carpet cleaning goes down. Right. But when it's cold, 
I'm doing some real estate stuff. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I, I keep it balanced. I got a real nice fine balance with it. That's yeah. good. I want to talk about that because that, that balance is interesting. Is you have two businesses, two full-on running businesses. So yep. now let's talk about your real estate. You bought your first mm-hmm. you bought your first place in yeah. what was it, December? Yeah, December 2013. Yeah, in December 2013. You didn't hear back till February 2014. Yep. All right. So yep. <laughs> how long did that flip take you? Man, it, it took me a while, man. It took me, it took me months. And that's strictly because I was in Europe. And uh, my wife helped me. She was she was a big help, and she would be here, so she would be going over there and meeting contractors mm-hmm. and doing stuff like that. Actually, we weren't married yet, but uh, my girlfriend at the time, but she was a big help in that. But it took me it took me months, and I still you know made good profit and everything. But you should definitely, if you're doing a flip, you should do it much faster than I did on the first one. Yeah, Trust yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to talk. You had your girlfriend at the time. She's not your wife. Yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. That. Not every girlfriend yeah, exactly. would do something like that. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why you marry that. You marry her. Exactly. She was yep. rolling with you, man. She was helping me out. That's tight. That's tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. So were people living in it? I mean, you were. Was this house empty while you were uh, flipping it? While you were- yeah. So man, the so how I got it, it was it was a short sale. Um, the ceiling, a pipe burst in on in the ceiling going up to the second floor. So it was missing some drywall, like yeah. real easy stuff. So I got a good deal and all I, and at that, at that moment, the way I got it was I was still living in an apartment. So typically when you buy an investment property, you have to put 20% down, Right. but I didn't have, a, I didn't have a property in my name. I just had to put like three and a half or something down. Oh, wow. for cause, cause it's, a new, it's considered a first time buyer, but it was considered my first time home. Yeah. They yeah. thought I was living in it. Yep. So I put like three and a half percent, which is pretty, pretty much nothing. And bro, I took, I had a, a discover card. And I took the Discover card, I bought all the materials, bought all the stuff I needed, and just did all the work. And then when I was done with it, paid the card off and had my profit. And that was it. Wow. Yep. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so then how soon after you finished it? So it took you months to flip it. I mean, to yep. bring it up to livable, uh, ideal living uh, condition. Mm-hmm. How yep. long before you rented out? I mean, it's in, it was in Fishers? Yeah, it was in Fisher, so I sold that one. So it took a couple of months for it to sell. Cause, yeah, because back in 2014, the, the market wasn't as high. Like, Fisher's has always been hot, but is. the market wasn't as high as it is now. Yeah. yeah. So it sat for a couple of months. Um, I hate selling stuff, bro. I'm not, for some reason. Yeah. Like, anytime I get houses, like, I tell my wife, like, I do all the work, but you don't have to deal with the selling part. Like, I just don't like the selling part. Is she a realtor? But it's so She's not. She's actually studying to be a realtor. Okay. For our advantage, so we can get first dibs on houses. Right. But um, yeah, man, it sold in a couple months, and um, I'll never forget it because the guy I got the loan through. It said his mama was my realtor because okay. I didn't have a realtor. I was, right. I was so new to it. He was like, "Oh, well, my mother's a realtor." I'm like, "All right, well, how to sell my house?" You know what I'm saying? Okay. So after that first experience, I got my own realtor now. I got like my own people and stuff like that that yeah. I work with yeah. now. But it took a couple months. I was done with that one. Very proud. Took pictures. You know what I'm saying? Got that accomplished. And uh, just got ready to move on to the next one. After I did that one, bro, I was like, you can't tell me nothing. I'm about to be doing all kinds of stuff. Go. I hear you. Yeah, you got to get through. I you got to get through the first one, bro. You yeah. got to get through. The, you got to survive the first one. If it works out well for you, then you do it. And because with real estate, bro, if your first one is really bad, you probably won't do another. You probably won't. Unfortunate. I've, I've mm-hmm. heard that, man. It's 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 a rough it's a rough gamble, if you will. I mean, you still had yeah. a day job, so I mean, you you still were sitting mm-hmm. really good with that, man. I, and I yep. think it goes back to how you set out and planned. You raced against yourself to like, I'm gonna pay all this stuff off. Mm-hmm. You did that, so you were basically yep. living at seven. You were living in. You were basically your living was 15 percent of your income at this point. Is that still yes. 30 years old? 30 yes, years old. still still the same thing. Yeah, still so still same habits. That's mm-hmm. that right there makes it. You know, and you're smart about it because you're not just like, oh, I can just play with this money. No, you you're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to put this money into purpose, turn this yeah. money into purpose because that is yep. man, that that's so smart, man. I, I'm actually in awe. <laughs> I'm in my <laughs> and, and I'm starting to judge yeah. myself because I'm like, man, what you said, man. 
what did I not understand about that? But like I said, we yeah. have different lives. You know, we're different people. So uh-huh. um, yeah, it, it, it's different situations, bro. It, it's definitely um, <laughs> it's definitely some differences there. And I'm looking at man, I'm mm-hmm. like, shoot, I'm, I'm over making mental notes. And like I said, this show, mm-hmm. this show is about uh, it's called business your mind. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm actually trying to educate my listeners myself as well, man. That's why I ask a lot of mm-hmm. questions that come from questions that I want to know. And I'm pretty sure yep. other people may not necessarily think to ask it. And there might be other questions that I'm not asking. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get around to that. So mm-hmm. all right, here we are. You're 30 years old. You have started the uh, dirt, dirt Detectives. I almost said mm-hmm. Dirt Devil. My bad. Yeah, uh, I see. Told you. Yeah, it, it's because it's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alliteration. Uh-huh. So, yep. so you started Dirt Detectives. You got mm-hmm. that going. It took you a couple months to get your first client, or to get your like non-familiar client, and then mm-hmm. you started the real estate. And you said you have a balance. That's a really interesting approach. Yeah. Like yep. you understand your market. You're like, okay, winter, nobody's getting mm-hmm. the floors done. Uh, so, yep. I'm gonna go focus on real estate. How many? Mm-hmm. How many real estate? Uh, pieces that you uh, have in your portfolio before you decide to uh, put them up for rent? Uh, So you said before I put them up for rent? Yeah, because the first one you said you sold, right? You didn't rent that one. Yeah, so my, my first one, the first one was a flip. So I sold that one. And then um, uh, then I bought, oh, after that, I was trying to do all the rentals. So I bought another one in Fishers right down the street from uh, where I lived at. Um, and then I bought another one, and then I bought another rental. Um, so I, I, I had like six or did something you, like that. Did you have to flip them, or you? Bought, I mean, what was the space between those six? Like, did you? Uh, I was buying them every year, so I was buying like once one a year. Okay, that was the pace that I was at. What I was doing, I was acquiring these rentals and Fishers, which is a, a more of a high rent area. Yeah, high rent district. Yeah. Yep. So I was I was getting all these these rentals and buying all these rentals, and what I was doing was replacing my my actual income for for my job. Is what I was trying to do. Okay. So yeah, I was buying all these rentals. Too. So and so when I was like, I want to leave. I'm like, all right, this is going to be my income where I don't really have to do anything. It's just going to come in, you know, like clockwork. Okay. So that was my game plan, and I still had the money from Dirt Detectives going. So I had I had. A few of those going at one time. I even bought my mom. So my mama wanted to move from Gary. I even bought my mama's house okay. <laughs> back in Gary because, you know, it was harder to sell than Gary back yes, at that point, is. you know? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, just buy your house. And you just move down here. So her house is still being rented to this day. Um, and currently, I got six currently six at this problems. moment. Okay. Yeah. So when yep. you bought those mm-hmm. properties, I mean, you obviously went in with the mindset of, I'm going to rent these. These are going to be rentals. You know, and you're playing mm-hmm. landlord because you're, you're obviously pretty handy. You're like, I'm gonna do yep. landlord, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. how long? I mean, did, did you have to do a lot of like gut jobs or renovation before you put it up for rent, or like how long? Or did you buy it with tenants already? Mm-hmm. No, so not not during this time frame. During this time frame, uh, these are uh, single family uh, homes, uh, no tenants in them, and since I was buying sisters. All the houses are like built in 2000 and up. Yeah, yeah. So I ain't had no old 1940s, like nothing crazy I had to right, deal with. Right. Bro, it was all, it was, it was mostly cosmetics. So I was painting, flooring. I was redoing the kitchen. I might paint some cabinets or something like right. that. But it was mostly painting, flooring, um, countertops, all the basic stuff just in, in the Fisher's area. So for all those years before I left Roche, it was in the Fisher's area and it was easier cosmetic things that I just had to do to get them ready for rent. Okay. Yep. Nice. And are you mm-hmm. good? I don't know. Until later. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's really yes. All right. So are you the landlord mm-hmm. still of those properties or do you have a property management company? I, I still do it myself, man. I said I'm not, I said I'll give it up at 10. So if I, get, if I acquire 10, I said I'm giving it up at 10. And you're at yep. six right now. Yeah, I'm a six. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that number keeps changing because yeah, it, it goes up and down because when the market got hot in like was it 2021, when it got 2020, hot? Yeah, interest rates were low. Yeah, interest rates were low. Yep, so I started selling because it didn't make sense to have rentals anymore. 
yeah. Because like, uh, especially in Fishers, the ones I bought that were like a hundred thousand was now three hundred thousand. Oh wow! So I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not keeping that. Like, I might yeah, as well wow. just sell it. It's not even necessary. <laughs> well, like, why make a thousand dollars a month when I can make a two hundred thousand or something that I bought four five years ago? Right. Right. So I got. I don't have any Fishers anymore because I sold all of them. Wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. you have so you have six active ones now. None are in Fishers anymore. Yeah, I got, I got six now. Yeah, none of them fishes no more because everything yeah, is so expensive. Fish is high end. That's high dollar right there. You're going it wouldn't even be mm-hmm. an investment at that point. And how many people are renting? No. How many people are renting fishers still? That's another thing. Yeah. So all right. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you mentioned how you were replacing your income. When did that decision mm-hmm. come? I call this the leap. You took that leap. It's yeah. through leap of faith. You took that leap of like, I'm about to yeah. come out. I'm, I'm giving my employee mm-hmm. its walking papers, and I'm about to just set out on my own. Yeah, let's talk about that. When did yeah. you take that? How far into your business? So, uh, 2018, 2018. Okay, five years. That's so yeah, it, it, five years. Yeah, yep, yep. So, um, man. So honestly, bro, 2013 when I started it, um, everything was going well. So it's like I had I had three incomes. Yeah. So everything happened super fast and I didn't expect it to happen so fast. So wow. I was saving the 75% off top, like 75% was happening. I don't care what was going on in the world. That 75% was hitting that bank account. And then I had income from dirt detectives that I wasn't even touching wow. because I didn't need it. Cause yeah. you know, I had, I still kept my lifestyle super low. Like I didn't need it. It just went over there and it sat. And then I had money from the flips and the rental that I didn't I didn't need either because same lifestyle I just sat over there. So all the money from 2013 to 2018, none was being touched unless I was going to buy another house or if I was reinvesting in dirt detectives. So it was just it was just stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. And then by the time, really at the end of 2017, I was like. Um, my my spreadsheet that I told you about had me leaving in 2018. I actually left in 2017. I left October 27th. <laughs> I'll never forget the day. Okay. Uh, October 27th, 2017, bro. And this is how that day went because it one of the it was like one of the greatest feelings I ever had in my life because nice. nice. I felt like I was in control. So, bro, I was working and they were still sending me all over the country. I was just tired, bro. Like. Going out of the country all the time when you first do it is cool, right? But when you be over there all the time, like you, you damn that live in the place. It's just like, oh, this is just too much. So they was talking about sending me again, and um, October twenty seventh was a Friday, and bro, I, I woke up, I went to work, and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do this no more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> some that day, some that day, told me you like, yeah, I think you're done. A real moment like that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, I think that's it. I think that's I think it's over for you, bro. And I was just talking to myself in one of these, they call them little focus rooms. Like they had they don't have they didn't have cubes no more in this place. It was like social working places. Oh, they yeah. had focus oh, rooms, you know, the concept. Yeah, they were all into that stuff. So I, was, I was in that room and I had the roast cell phone. And I had three phones, bro. It was annoying. I had dirt detectives phone. A personal phone and a and a, a roast phone. It was just I had to walk around with three phones looking real stupid. And I was just tired of that man. Yeah, yeah. So uh man, I text my I text my boss and I was like, I, I need to talk to you, you know, when you get back from lunch. And uh and that was it, bro. That was that was it. And I, I just didn't do it no more, man. I walked away. People thought I was crazy. People <laughs> couldn't believe it. People was like, Why on earth would you leave, bro? It's just the best paying company in the area. And, it's like you got Roche, you got Eli Lilly, you got Salesforce. I forget what the other, and Rolls Royce. It's like the big ones you want to work at around this area. And I was at one of them, people couldn't believe it. But I didn't tell them. Like, I, nobody, nobody had a clue I had any businesses. Nobody right. at Roche. But my one, one of my best friends, Kenny, he knew. He knew what I was doing. And he wasn't shocked when I left. But nobody understood what I was, how I was grinding all those years. Because they wasn't. <laughs> they, they goal was to be at Roche family. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And that just wasn't my goal. So, man, I walked out of there, bro, and I thought that I would miss that place because I had the ride pass every day to get to my house. Bro, nope. Man, I got up out of there, man, and I just started doing my own thing. And I was I was gone, bro. I was out of there. Dude, that's, that, that's, that's yeah. the way 
when when you think about when people think about when they're about to give their employer their walking papers, they want to do it that way. Did you do two weeks, mm-hmm. or you just said this is it? I'm done today. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do two weeks because here's to. why I didn't do two weeks. I didn't, I didn't have to. And people are like, you can do two weeks. That's unprofessional. I'm like, man, I don't ever need these people ever in my life again. Right. And like, I'm super professional. But here's why. Here's what I knew was gonna happen, bro. Because of the position I was in, they was gonna drag me for two weeks to try to train somebody up and try to get somebody to transfer all this to somebody. I'm like, y'all not about to do that to me. Y'all ain't about to do it to me. And I knew, because I know that's how we was doing people. That's how we do people. So I'm like, this is what I told them. (laughs) Yeah, I already know how it is. I'm like, this is my last, this is it. This is it. I'm out of here. And nobody could believe it. So, and I I didn't care, bro. They're like, you don't want to burn bridges. I'm like, bro, this is a bridge I would never cross again. Right. Like I don't have to do none of this stuff because I set myself up. So that that was a uh, one of my one of my greatest moments. I <laughs> I tell people all the time, though. But but you know, bro, I was I was a real solid employee, man. I was in that grinding. Like one thing that I learned is that I was grinding super hard for this company. Right. I was I was I was really putting a lot of hours in. I've been won this award for like uh, for the company, like. We pretty much call it the best employee customer service award where they let you fly anywhere in the world. Oh, you wow. pick anywhere in the world you want to go to, it's free. And they give you like $5,000 check to like spend. Shit. So I even won that award. And I, and bro, I was That's going nice. so hard. I won that, won that award right before I knew I was getting ready to leave. Wow. So all the timing with this stuff was ridiculous. So I won that award. I said, I asked my wife, where you want to go? Actually, we weren't married yet. I asked my girlfriend, where you want to go? She said, Hawaii. I, t- uh, I took the Maui, Hawaii. I proposed in Hawaii okay. with, with their money, basically. Hey, so, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, hey. Little did they know, I was, I was about six months to a year getting ready to leave. Came back. We got married. Uh, we got married a year later. I threw the deuces to him like a month later. And I was out wow. of there. Wow. It's gone. That's huge, yep. man. That, yep. That's. That's what's up, like yep. for real. That that whole story is mm-hmm. wow. That's one for the books. Like that's one that everybody looks at like, oh, that's I'm not. Everybody can't do it your way per se, but everybody looks at it like, man, that's I'm looking at it and at my admiration. I'm like, wow, that's so <laughs> yeah, that's so tight, that's so dope. So I yeah, I appreciate it, man. I can appreciate where you came from with that, man, because that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that freedom. So you you yep. have leaped left. You're like, I'm out. I'm out putting in two weeks because I don't need to worry about this bridge. I'm done. I'm working mm-hmm. for myself. So, yep. you're now, you know, you're self-emancipated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Self-emancipated yep. from the employer, you know, the, the employer list, or what I like to call happily unemployed. What was, that, <laughs> what was that first month, three months, six months like? Like, what was, what was that like? Because now, I mean, yeah, you don't have that seventy five percent anymore. You now just have yeah. now all your jobs, yep. all the businesses that you started. You're starting to tap yeah. those revenues. What was that first one, three, or six months? What was that like? Yeah. So man, bro, to be totally honest with you, so I so my my goal, I to, I call myself retiring from corporate America. Okay. That, that's what I call it, right? So I was telling my wife like, yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> so. So, bro, I stayed home, like at the house. We didn't have any kids yet. She was still working. I was just at home because because I really didn't have to like go do anything, like <laughs> because I was doing so well with all the businesses. I was just at home, like chilling for like a month or two. <laughs> like I wasn't booking no jobs. And I, was, I was just chilling. I'm That's like, nice. well, this is this That's is what nice. it's like to not produce it. Like you know, you ain't got to do nothing. You just this is what retired people do, right? Yep, yep. But bro, it's so boring, bro. I, I bet. I'm like, man, let me get out here, bro. So I did that for like a, a few months, and I was like, I'm about to go hard. Let me, let me, because you you can't not do nothing. Like it's cool to say, and it, it's cool to be like, yeah, I ain't got to. But I'm like, nah, like, I got to do something, bro. So right, right. man, I just hopped right back into it, bro. I was still buying cribs, still working on houses, um, still doing dirt detective stuff. So I just hopped right back into it after that little break that I had. But that little break drove me crazy because. I was so used to being busy. Uh, I took like three months, man. Oh, three months. Wow. <laughs> I took like, you really break. Yeah, you break. 
Yeah, I'm broke. I'm broke, bro. Yeah, you broke. <laughs> yeah. I took three, three solid Like I broke. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm chilling three months. Wow, that's huge. And then you got, yeah, man. went back into it. You just like, but it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you went back into it, it's nice because you were able to. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about being out of the country for something. You just go put all your energy yeah. into doing that, man. That's woo. Bro, all that all that time I was getting a roast, I can now give it myself. Yes. Simple as that. You're and good. if you and if you can get if you can give yourself that t- type of time that you give to other companies, it's it's almost I'm not gonna say it's impossible to not do well, but you are gonna do something if you put in that same time into yeah. whatever you do. Exactly, it you is get some do. kind of return on it. I, I yeah. What, what really triggered me, and I want to say this because um, what really triggered me is that I did the math. I, I calculated. I'm a numbers guy, not financial, not mm-hmm. not necessarily financial numbers per se, but just mm-hmm. numbers in general. I did the math and I was like, I just put 40 hours. I, I did the math, figure out how many hours are in a week. And I figured out mm-hmm. how many of those hours are me working, how many of those hours are me sleeping. So that, that's yep. working time and then negative time when you're sleeping. And that gives me each day in a 24 hour day, mm-hmm. I sleep for, let's say, I sleep for six hours into that day. Yep. No, yeah, let's, let's call it six hours into that day. I'm at work for 10 mm-hmm. hours. You know, it's 16 yep. hours. I have eight, nine hours. I have eight hours, you know, of time left. And that's not even real yep. time. Like, that's that's not even real time. Like, I wake up. Yep. So I started doing that. And that's really what changed my focus. And I, always, I, I recently, not recently, but last five, seven years, I started thinking, how do I mm-hmm. want to work for myself? And I just started really digging in. It's how I came up with this idea to do this podcast. Because I want to hear how other people did it. Want to hear how? Yeah, you know, I'm not one. I'm not ashamed to say that I listen. I listen to people who've done it, who who are where mm-hmm. I want to be. And so, you yeah. know, I just did that math. And I was like, yo, I can't. I can't keep doing this. I'm giving. I'm giving all this time to someone else. I've said before yes, on other episodes. I said before. I said I'm not about to stress out for someone else's dollars. Like if I'm getting yeah. the I'm stressed yeah. out. It's time for me to go. Like it's just. It's just at that point where I got to roll out. Uh, because why would I stress for someone else's money? Like it's not, mm-hmm. I just get my salary, you know. Yep. And that's it. So man, that wow. Three, but you took mm-hmm. three months off because you could, and then you went back in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah, went back. Not, it, not back to work. Funny, you, I you took clear, three months you, off. You went back into your businesses. You didn't go back. No. No. Yeah. No. I went. I went right back because because um, that that I left in October. And that goes into the cold season. Right, right. So dirt protecting, it starts getting slower anyway. So I'm like, I'm just I'm just gonna be chilling and yeah. seeing what having to do nothing. It's like so that's what I did, but I'm like, man, this ain't this ain't for me. So I think everybody gotta have something to do, bro. Even if you retire, you gotta have something going on. So I hop right back into the business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's the so after all that, I mean you you obviously you're very calculated on how you did all these things. What's some mm-hmm. wisdom like? Like this is where I try to try to pull out the nuggets, man. Like the the wisdom, yeah. uh, some lessons learned. I try to. This is where mm-hmm. you share those things. So, what's some lessons yeah. learned? Like when yeah. you know, in this whole process from 2013 to 2017, mm-hmm. or even to today. Man, you know, I think one of the most important things is people got to understand. So I, I'm a I'm a big advocate of of setting a goal and being able to work backwards. Okay. So all that's all it was. I said, what life did I want? And then I worked backwards to try to figure out how to get to that point. So I think for for each individual, and it, when I was younger, I used to say everybody should start a business. I don't I don't necessarily believe that anymore, but I think people gotta understand who they are, what they want in life, and be very clear about it. Because I was fortunate enough to know that by the age of 26. Okay. A lot of people don't know that by the age of 26. They're still trying to figure stuff out. So I had that figured out by the age of 26 so I can implement that plan to get to where I needed to be by 30 and all of pretty much the rest of history. But I say I would tell people all the time, like, understand who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you can't live with, what you can live with. And if you know these things, that'll kind of help set your path for where you want to go. Because if you know, like for myself, I knew that I could not survive in that environment until I was 65, whatever retirement age, age is, I would I would have just died from boredom, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't, this ain't for me. I cannot do it. So I had to implement something to be able to, to get out of that situation. 
Mm-hmm. So if people really understand who they are as a person, and then they can try to figure out what type of business they may be able to go into and what type of plan. And I also, one of my other things is I learn from other people's mistakes yeah. Oh, yeah. all the time, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's one of my biggest things. Like, all the people I was watching that roast and, like, the things that they were doing, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be there in 20 years. I do not need to be there at all. And I was seeing it on a constant basis, on a regular basis all the time. So I was like, I got to figure something out different because all these people did the same thing that I did. They went to college, got a degree, got a job, and now they're here. Now what's next? And now you got to just try to figure out the, how to who to who butt to kiss, who to be nice to, who to just to try to you know keep going, bro. And that that's that was stressful. That's stressful. That bro. that was stressful. Yeah. I couldn't take it, bro. It was That's, very stressful. There are people that are just employees, and there are people Absolutely. who are like, you said it, find out who you are, find out what you can live with, yeah. what you can't live without. Figure those mm-hmm. things out early on. The earlier, the better, because then you can stop wasting away you know, years. Because time's on your side. Yeah, yeah the earlier, the better. You got you got the time. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Because mm-hmm. life just gets more complicated as we get older. Start having it does, problems, bro. And stuff like yeah. that, so... I, Everything is more expensive. You know, everybody has a different life path. But then you got to go. Absolutely. But now, now I'm listening. I'm like, man, let me go through and look at what I can trim off of these things. <laughs> and I'm like, what can I get rid of? Like, there's some things I just yeah. can't get rid of, obviously. But yep. other things yep. that, I'm like, I could probably get rid of this. I may not want to, but if mm-hmm. I'm serious about it, I might have to go and reevaluate and do that, man. Because I really, like, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in awe of your ability to do that. And that is. Just something that I admire about this conversation with you, man. For real. I appreciate that. For sure. I appreciate that. You, you and I still do that to this day, bro. <laughs> I still do it to this day. Yeah. yeah. With more, with more than like finances do. Like I do it in my closet. Like once a month, I look in my closet and see what clothes I'm not wearing. Wow. And if I don't wear it, I donate them. I get nice. rid of it. Nice. Like I try to keep everything at a minimum and try to just keep everything simple. Because the more stuff get complex for me, the, the the difficult, more difficult it is. Man, I mean, that's you have to really mm-hmm. be into that mindset because you know mm-hmm. I probably got clothes. I'm pretty sure I got clothes that <laughs> didn't even make it to my closet. <laughs> you know, between moves and yeah, you know, sitting yeah. somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. some place, and I'm like, man, my wife always talks about we gotta donate, we should donate. I'm like, but everything mm-hmm. in my closet I wear. Like I don't even have anything in my closet yeah. that I don't wear. It's just like I wear all this, so. I have to be mm-hmm. digging for clothes that I don't use. I just didn't even have yeah. that mindset, man. That that's a mm-hmm. that's very admirable for real. Very, very admirable. Sure. And I I would say if you're listening to this, like I want I want you to hear this. How do you do that, Moses? Like how how do mm-hmm. you do that? Like what what is your mentality to be able to get in that space of minimum? I like I don't need this. Yeah. Man, you know what? I, I read a book, I, so I'm not going to claim being a minimalist. I'm not going to claim okay, it. Okay. But I did. I did buy the book, the the minimalist back in the day. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah, yeah. But I read. I read that book before I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta uh, get rid of all the stuff I don't need. Mm-hmm. I read that book. That's what kind of encouraged me, and that's what kind of got me going. But I also learned after reading that book, like keeping things simple for myself keeps my my brain more clear, and it mm-hmm. keeps. Uh, it just keeps me going easier. So having too much crap. Yeah, like if I have too much stuff, it's overwhelming. And I've always had a philosophy, the more stuff that I have, the more I have to maintain. And that could be from a vehicle, like stuff, it all costs. So I'm trying to lower my maintenance cost of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So the, the more it is, the more you gotta maintain. So it's just, it's just more work. So I just try to keep things kind of free and clear as much as I can, man. And whether that be in my closet where I like to see it just not full of crap that I don't use. Right. And if I have something, I'll just give it to other people. I just try to minimize stuff as much as possible, man. And reading that book is kind of kind of launched it. But I'm not going to claim minimalism. It's, it's called The Minimalist. Minimalist, okay. And, and they talk about what's truly valuable in this world and what's truly valuable in life. And you really don't need a lot of stuff. And it's honestly it's true, though. It's, but, but marketing makes you think otherwise. It makes you think you need all kinds of stuff. That's definitely, I would say that's a unique takeaway, man. Of all the, of all the conversations I've had with business owners, I, mm-hmm. I've, you know, everybody had a season where they had to cut back, but eventually they got back there. But you 
mm-hmm. get it young and you maintain it. Like you still like, I don't yep. need, I don't need this. And, and mm-hmm. that's, that is very admirable, man. I can't say that enough. Yeah. Like, it is so like, yeah. wow, that's really cool. And again, I'm like, we're the same it. age. Like we're the same age. Mm-hmm. And I just think, man, like that's to, to adapt that mentality. You know, I might have to check out that mm-hmm. book for sure. For sure. Man. Yeah, man. Check that book out. And so I've read, I read that book um, when I was really super duper trying to um, get to a new financial level. I read The Millionaire, ne- the millionaire Next Door. Mm. Uh, Thomas, Thomas J. Stanley, I believe, is the author. Um, that's a good one, bro. That's nice. a good one because I had, a, under, I had an understanding of what like rich people, what I thought they had and what I thought they were. And it's not what you really think. It's, mm. it's a lot of real regular stuff, low-key millionaire stuff. You've dropped some very wise words about your wise mindset that mm-hmm. is so purposeful. So you're, you're very yeah. purpose driven and listeners, I hope you guys are really listening to this because this is huge. I mean, like to mm-hmm. understand that mindset, to understand, hey, sometimes you gotta let some stuff go. You gotta just like, all right, I don't need that. And because let's yeah. face it, we all have stuff we really don't need. We just <laughs> yeah. want, yeah. I like mm-hmm. to have it, but I don't yeah. need it. And like, mm-hmm. I'm about to, man, I'm about to sit down with my wife tonight, but like, hey, we about to cut out all this. Like, she's gonna mm-hmm. be like, wait, hold on, slow But for a lot of people, it feels like compromise. Like they they compromise if they have to do that. But if it's not, if it don't bring you joy, then it's probably something that you can probably get rid of, bro. So Moses, what is the future looking like, man? Like you, you got mm-hmm. you got six properties. Obviously, trying to get to a goal of ten, but. Uh, yep. You got six properties that you're that you're mm-hmm. renting. You got yep. dirt. You got dirt detectives, floor care. Mm-hmm. What's the future looking like for those? I mean, are you looking into other business yep. uh, channels or are you looking to? Yeah. Somebody? What's 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 going on there? Yeah. So uh, the next move, uh, since I hit the ten year ten year mark, I'm already actually doing the training for it. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep dirt detectives. But I'm going to open up a, a new company as a water restoration company. Oh, okay. and basically, nice. um, that's really the next step to it, honestly, bro. So floods and water mitigation and stuff like that, fires nice. and nice. that storms and all that. So that's what I'm working on now. I've really got most of the equipment already. I just got to get the knowledge and the experience. Okay. So I'm looking to get that open at the end of the year. I'm getting my certification and stuff right now. So I'm trying to lead into that where it's, it's larger profits. Um, I'm going to need larger teams and stuff like that. But I feel like that's my next challenge. That's okay. my next step. So I like to try to switch it up, man. Like every ten years, try to do something different. So right, right. That's my next goal, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Next yeah. Right now, that's are my you next going time. to buy an existing franchise, or are you going to start it, start it from scratch? I'm gonna start it from scratch, man. Nice. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go from the ground up, man. So new LLC coming, and all that stuff, and just start from scratch, man, and wow. just work it up, man. Because honestly, bro, once you do once you do this stuff like a couple times, it, you ain't that fearful like to do another one. Yeah. To to keep going, mm-hmm. it's like when you when I first started thirty type, it was scary in the mud, but now it's just like almost routine. Like yeah, let, let's just let's see what happens. Yeah. And just keep on. Wow. Yep. Moses, look, man, thank you so much for coming and joining our show. Uh, oh, really, absolutely. Really glad you came here. Really glad you got mm-hmm. to chat it up with you. You had a lot of wisdom. Yep. And knowledge, I admire just your story. And I just thank you mm-hmm. for being part of the business. Your mind, man. So, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, of course, of course, man. This, this is you know, I, I use I coined the phrase. I wouldn't say I coined it, but I mm-hmm. when I market for this, I say black excellence loading, and mm-hmm. that's I, I, like it. I, I mean that. Because, yeah, you know, yep. this is the Black Business Podcast, and mm-hmm. like that is. You know your your story, your approach, man. It's like there's a lot of people out there, young and old, that need to hear that. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, yes. you schooled me on some stuff. I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> go back and think about these things. You know, and yep. the more I do these shows, the more I do this, man, the more wisdom and knowledge I gain, man. I appreciate you just willing to share, not just with me, but with everyone Absolutely. listening. So yeah, I appreciate you having me. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Without I just a whole bunch of noise there. Without further ado, uh, I'm being unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, no, you good, bro. Uh, without further ado, man, this is where you know I call it the shame and self promotion part. Like, mm-hmm. have yep. at it, man. Plug away. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The mic is yours. So, 
Yeah, man, you can find me, uh, let's say Instagram, it's just straight dirt detectives. So easy to find. Same thing on Facebook. I don't have any TikTok or anything like that, man. I'm, I'm not with the TikTok nation yet. But, uh, every, people keep telling me I need to get on it for some reason. So I'm going to try it out. Um, those are only two social media. You can Google dirt detectives floor care and, and you'll see all the pictures and the Google reviews and everything like that. Um, and with the real estate side, I don't market the real estate side That's fair. because I can't, yeah, I can't keep that low because it's, it's just rentals, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm not like a giant conglomerate or anything like right. that. So when it's time for me to get it out there, I just throw it on Zillow and do things like that. But that's, that's more of a low key thing. But uh, yeah, man, just those two dirt detectives and, uh, I think I'm the only dirt detective. So yeah, I'm sure it'll pop up. Yeah. 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 I, I yeah. found it right away, man. I was digging it. I was checking yeah. your work out. Hey, check them mm-hmm. out, guys, because he's got some great work, man. I was just looking just like, man, Absolutely. I went to school with this dude. That's like, <laughs> this is this yeah. stuff, man. Really, thank you yeah. again for joining us, man. For sure. And, uh, for sure. Yeah. And, man, and, and, and one thing I will say, bro, when you're when you doing black business, you got you just got to be exceptional. That's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just one thing, bro. And that's why, like, you see the, the reviews and things like that, because I know I have to be at a certain standard, a certain level to yep. be able to thrive in this business, in the business world, period. So I just, I just have to bring it, bro. I just have to bring it. I'm glad yep. you said that. Absolutely, man. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what I says. You do, when, when we as black professionals start our businesses, mm-hmm. you're right. We have to be exceptional. We can't be yep. par. We can't be nope. par for the course. We have to be exceptional because... Otherwise, we yep. just stand out. And honestly, let's be real. Exactly. Nobody's going to bother with us if we're just par. If we're status quo. If you just, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you got you got to give it to all, man. For sure, man. Hey, Rob, yep. thank you so much again for joining the show, man. Really glad to have <laughs> you. And uh, you have a good rest of your night. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.